I turned it off on the back there, Jared. You got it? There we go. All right. Good. All right. Yeah, sorry to take your minds to the chipmunks there. As soon as they started, I started thinking, hey, I know this song. <laughs> but John and Jason sang it much prettier than Alvin. <laughs> Uh, those listening on the recording are going, what are they talking about? <laughs> you should have been here. Uh, Psalm 119, we're starting verse 81. I think we're going to move pretty quick this afternoon, but we'll see. Um, again, we're looking at God's Word, and uh, specifically in this section, again, looking at a time of trouble, uh, hardship, trial. And uh, so we're going to see three things from it. But let's read starting in verse 81. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Mine eyes fail for thy word, saying, When wilt thou comfort me? For I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. How many are the days of thy servant? When wilt thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me uh, wrongfully. Help thou me. Thou had almost consumed me upon earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Quicken me after thy loving kindness. So shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. Lord, I pray for your help this morning as we look at these uh, three thoughts. Uh, this afternoon, I guess, as we look at these three thoughts. And Lord, I pray that, again, we would be encouraged by them, learn from them, and draw closer to you because of them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to see, again, three things. We're going to start off by looking at a troubled soul. A troubled soul. And a troubled soul needs two things. The first thing it, thing it needs is revival. Verse 81 and 82, My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. My eyes fail in thy word, or for thy word, saying, When wilt thou comfort me? Uh, a spiritual revival is, is oftentimes needed during hardships, during trials. We go through difficult times and we come to the point where we are so troubled uh, that spiritually we fail and we need a, a spiritual revival in our lives. And he says there in verse 1 where he's fainting for, for thy salvation, needing it um, to be rescued. And he says, but I hope in thy word. Again, we've talked about this throughout Psalm 119, but when you're looking at Knowing God's Word, the confidence that you get as a result of knowing God's Word. If you don't know it, you're not going to be comforted by it. Uh, but when you know it, then even in hardships, even in trials, even in struggles, you have the hope of what God has said. And he says there in verse number 2, My eyes fail for thy words, saying, When wilt thou comfort me? Uh, he's definitely in a dark, dark moment, right, at this point in his life. where he's, And we don't know who the psalmist is um, necessarily. Some people have opinions, but who cares? Uh, and so we come to this point, though, where the psalmist is going through such trial and such, such struggle. He's so troubled within himself that he's, he's saying, I am failing. I, I, I'm, I'm failing in your word, uh, for your word. And so we see this need for comfort, this need for a spiritual or, or, or revival or awakening. And in the next verse, it, it talks about the need for restoration. Uh, for I have become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. 
Revival and restoration are two different things, right? A revival is a bringing back to life, a reviving. A restoration is making like new. Um, you can have someone in a medical condition, I would assume, Jared, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, where you bring them back to life, so to say. They need CPR or uh, medical attention where they're, they're, for all practical means, dead, and they're brought back to life, but that doesn't automatically make them like new, right? There are people who have horrible accidents and, and they are revived, but they're not like new. There's still much work to go, right? There's a long road ahead of you, son, as they say in the movies. Um, a, a restoration is a making like new, taking something that is old and restoring it into something that looks like new. Cars do this. You restore cars. Houses do this. Um, so does a spiritual um, life of a Christian, where there's times where we go through um, beatings and trials and mistakes and all these kinds of things, and, and we get revived, uh, but sometimes there's, there's still a needed restoration afterwards. And, uh, and so that's what the psalmist is talking about here. He's, he's troubled, he needs revival, and he needs restoration. Not only do we see a troubled soul, but the next couple of verses we see a trying situation. And he says there in verse number 84, How many are the days of thy servant? When? You ever ask this question to God? When? When wilt thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? This trying situation had a delay. Had a delay. Had a, had a, a, a question of when. God, I would really like this to be over with. God, I'd really like for you to deal with this. God, I'd really like uh, for you to, to, to judge those that are doing wrong. When will you do it? And a lot of times when we're going through troubles, this is a question we ask a lot of God. When? Now, I have grown uh, in my life to the point now where I don't ask that question very often. I won't say I never ask it, but I don't ask it very often. And it's been through lessons of me saying when and God saying when I say so, <laughs> um, like my mom used to do and my dad used to do and like I do to my children now, when I say so. Uh, you know, God's way is perfect. God is not delayed. Um, you know, and I've heard that a lot from preachers throughout my life. He's right on time. He's not delayed. God's not late. <laughs> He, doesn't, he does not work on our time frames. Uh, not even close. Uh, but here, this situation seemed like one that was being delayed. Not only that, we see deceit, and even maybe even more specifically, systematic deceit. It says there in verse number 85, The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. They're setting traps. Um, you know, the, we don't do this much anymore, at least I don't think. Um, you dig a hole, cover it with sticks and leaves so that one person walks over it and falls into it. Uh, I haven't done that for a couple of years, but um, <laughs> don't go on the back part of the property. Um, but that's the idea, right? There's, there are pits being dug to catch him that he will fall into. It's, it's a deceitful trap, and it's being done by people um, unlawfully. There, there's no reason in, in the psalmist's mind, and I believe that would be fair to say, there was no uh, correct reasoning for the deceit that was in front of him. 
and he knows that there are traps there. He doesn't know where they are. But this situation that he's in has a delay, meaning that it, it, it's taking time to get through, uh, and it has deceit, uh, as there are people trying to trap him, and then it has danger. In verse number 86 and verse 87, all thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully, help thou me. They had almost consumed me upon the earth. But I forsook not thy precepts. And so we see the, uh, the danger that is ahead of him. Where he understands the situation he's in is, is truly dangerous. I believe in this situation, even though I don't know the exact situation, who it is, all that kind of thing, I believe it's life-threatening. I believe that it is, it is truly dangerous for his life, but I also think it's uh, uh, spiritually dangerous. Because when we go through these situations and these trying situations, it tries our faith, but sometimes we don't successfully let our faith be tried. So it's trying our faith and God is stretching us and, and molding us and, and developing us and maturing us, but sometimes uh, because of the situation we give up on God. So therefore it's spiritually dangerous too because uh, uh, he's getting into these moments where he's, he's scared, uh, he's down or depressed, he's discouraged. All these kinds of things, so it all wraps up together into a very dangerous package. Now he says in verse 86, all thy commandments are faithful. So again, he's looking at God's way is perfect. He asks for help at the end of verse 86, help thou me. And in the end of verse 87, he says, I forsook not thy precepts. So even though it's dangerous, and even though there's deceit, and even though there's delay, he's saying, I have stayed faithful. One of the things I look at when I read through this section of Psalm 119 is I think about the times that I was in trying situations and there were times where I was faithful and there were times where I wasn't faithful. And I look back at it a lot of times in life and it's one of those wonderful things about aging is you can look back and see a lot of things. Um, you know, we were just talking at the end of lunch where Nathan's old now. Um, so you look back and you... You can, you can see lessons that you learned, whether you realized you were learning them or not in that time. It happens for me all the time as a pastor, as a dad, as a husband. All these things where I can look back and I can go, man, I'm really glad I went through that because I learned something from it. But I didn't realize I learned something from it until I needed the lesson, which was sometimes is 10 years later. And, uh, and so you go through these trying situations and you have to look at yourself in these things. How did you handle it? And here the psalmist, he's saying, they're, they're wronging me, they're trapping me, they're hurting me, it's going on for a while, but he says, your commandments are faithful, and I have not forsaken them. That's a bold statement, and it's one that we can't always make. Right? We can say, oh, I didn't, I didn't forsake any of God's laws, uh, but it doesn't matter what you say, did you actually do it? And here the psalmist confidently says, man, I'm going through it right now, but... I'm staying faithful. I'm sticking with it. And that's ultimately what brings us to the last point, and that is a trusting saint. A troubled soul, a trying situation, and a trusting saint in verse 88, he says, quicken me. And we've talked about this before, but that means make me alive. That's a similar idea of revival. Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. It follows everything else that has been said in this psalm. Yes, he's been discouraged. Yes, he's been down. Yes, he's been hurt. Yes, he's been confused. 
but he's trusted in the right thing all the way through it. To this point, up to this verse, he's able to say, I've trusted God. That's not easy to do, right? I mean, I say that. It should be incredibly easy to do, but we fail. And here we sit and we're going, well, okay, you know, and we use the excuse. I know I've talked about this before, too. I need to get some new, new illustrations. But uh, I talked about this before. We say, well, I'm human, so it's okay. The psalmist doesn't go, well, I'm human, and I gave up. I made a mistake. I failed. God, forgive me. Now we see David at times. He doesn't say, I'm human, but he says, I messed up. God, forgive me. He doesn't say it as an excuse. He just admits it. I was wrong. God, forgive me. And here, though, this psalmist, he says, God, quicken me. Revive me. Make me alive. Give me back to uh, normal. Back up to speed. After thy loving kindness, so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth, which is, which is what? God's word. <laughs> it's the testimony of his mouth. God's word. Because he trusted. Now, you can't go back and change the times that you didn't trust. You can't go back and change the times you were unfaithful to God. You can't go back and change the times where you slipped. But you can learn from those and you can grow in your faith and you can grow in your confidence in God so that the next time the trying situation comes, you can come out a trusting saint as well. And there will be a next time. You will have another opportunity to do right. You cannot live with baggage looking back, weighing you down from the way that you did life in the past. If you've asked God to forgive you, He's forgiven you. So cut the cord, let it go, move on. But learn from it. Don't, don't walk away from it and then make the same mistake again. Learn from it. So that as you go through these situations in life, you are prepared. It, it goes right with this morning's message. You are prepared then because you are already worshiping God in your heart. You are already serving God in your heart. So when the trying situation comes, you're just maintaining. You're just continuing what you're already doing. Yes, it's going to be, there's going to be discouraging times. I've never met someone who went through a hardship where it wasn't discouraging. But there's a difference between discouraging and downtrodden. Um, discouraging and depressed. There's a difference between becoming so low or you have such a mountain to climb to get back up. It starts with, and this isn't the... There's more, I suppose, but it starts with being right before the trial comes so that when the trial comes, you're already right there nestled up close to God, trusting Him uh, to get you through and to get you on the other side. You can, you're allowed to ask God when. You're allowed to ask God why. If you do it in the right mindset. And maybe God will tell you. And maybe He'll say, just trust me. 
And that's the hardest thing as someone who counsels people. That's the hardest thing is to not be able to give the answers of why or when. Sometimes I know, sometimes I don't. Sometimes you know, sometimes you don't. But that doesn't mean we should stop trusting. So we just keep the testimonies of God's mouth. Keep His Word. Follow it. Do it. Pray over it. And uh, watch God take care of you from there moving forward. Next week we'll continue on. Uh, and it's interesting. Let's see. We're going to hit... We missed our theme verse for our church by one week on our anniversary service. How sad. Maybe we'll have to do two sections next week so that we can do Psalm 105, 119-105 on our anniversary service. Maybe we'll skip one and come back to it. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll just go with it and let God figure out how to handle it. All right. Uh, thank you all for a good weekend. Appreciate all your hard work and, uh, and, and everything that went into the weekend. And uh, we met um, a young man yesterday. You can stop the recording, by the way. Um, <clears throat>